1: Welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Ron Felice is our first guest. He's president and CEO of the Felice Insurance Agency. But before we get to Ron, I want to let you know that this show is brought to you by our advertisers. Commercial Bank of California, Community Bank, Decision Toolbox, Executives Unlimited, MBN Design, S&H Rubber, Strategic Market Intelligence, Sunup Group, t and Tone Software, Turn Up the Volume, and UPS Protection. The goal for this show is to help you, our listening audience of CEOs who are running middle market firms, to improve your decision-making skills. If you'd like to connect with me on LinkedIn, I am Richard Rick Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. CEO Peer Groups is my Twitter handle. And on your favorite podcasting software, simply type Critical Mass Radio Show and you'll get our regular updates of the shows that we do anywhere between once to three times a week. I'd like to thank Ron Felice, President and CEO of the Felice Insurance Agency, for giving of his time to be on the radio program. Ron, welcome to the program. Thank you, Rick. Nice to be here. Let's start simply. Can you tell me a little bit more about your insurance agency and not only what you do, but what makes you different from others in your space?
2: Uh, Great. Sure. I started the firm in December of 89. You always remember when you started. That's an important time in in someone's life, and what makes us different is that we really value our clients and our employees that that work for us, and I I never say work for us, I always say it's a pleasure to work with someone, and when you work with someone, you care more about them, and and there's a great saying in life, you know, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life, so I love working with the people that that are at Felice Insurance and the clients, and I think that, that makes it special, so people.
1: So, what kind of services and where do you focus? Who are your clients? You know, our market and the, uh, the audience that listens to Critical Mass Radio Show here on net are CEOs and business owners of companies that range from two to about $100 million in annual revenue. So, tell me a little bit about the kind of clients that you do business with and just a high level, what type of services do you offer them?
2: Sure. So, you know, number one, I, I'm in one of the, the greatest opportunity markets in the world, healthcare. Uh, more money will be spent in healthcare care now, gross national product, than any other industry in the world right now. So, you know, the President of the United States, Barack Obama, he's going to mandate that people buy health insurance. So our market is anywhere from one single in person to uh, our largest client is 10,000 employees and anywhere in between. And now there's great opportunities for people out there because if someone, individual or small company, can't afford Insurance. the government will subsidize that through the state exchanges. So uh, one of the services we offer is we do a free uh, ACA analysis. The ACA is the Affordable Care Act, which many people don't realize the Affordable Care Act and Obamacare is the same thing. And we do a free analysis, and we, we try to help save people money or maximize the money that they're spending on health care.
1: Excellent. And we're talking to Ron Felice, he's president and CEO of the Felice Insurance Agency, and you're in Northern California, right, Ron?
2: Correct. We have five or six locations. We actually have an office in Irvine as well. And uh, you know, I learned a long time ago: if you have an office that's close into the community that you're at, you'll write more business because you're you're there. So when you're there and you can meet with people face to face, it's a lot better than you know over the internet or, or something impersonal. So.
1: Excellent. I'd like to thank Glenn Perkins, who is our business partner in Northern California. He's with Renaissance Executive Forums, and he has you know, Renaissance Executive Forums of Silicon Valley, and he has been bringing very interesting and, and enlightening guests to our radio show for the past six or eight months. and. Thank you, Glenn. You might be listening to the show live on octalkradio.net. For those of you who are listening to us uh, live, you can also pick up our show as a podcast, as I said, at the open on iTunes or Stitcher or Spreaker.com. Whatever your favorite podcasting software is, Critical Mass Radio Show, and you'll get our regularly updated shows. Hey, Ron, let's talk a little bit about your professional background. What'd you do before you owned your own firm when you started it? What, what was your progression to being a business owner?
2: You know, I always uh, I go back. So I was a young man. I graduated from San Jose State and uh, started my firm in December of '89. And I always tell everybody, you know, fear and, and failure is, is is a man's best friend at times because I was really struggling. I got out of college and and I always tell everyone uh you know when kids get out of college they really don't know what they want to do but they they know what they don't want to do but they don't know what they want to do and with that being said i tried several things and i started failing and as you start failing you realize that hey this is my life i want to do something you know that's fun and is exciting and something that i love to do and um so i got involved in in several little businesses and and found my home in the healthcare industry in december of 89 i launched Felice insurance agency i had a friend that called me and said hey come out and help me my health insurance rates are going up 35 percent can you help me and i think i think back to that phone call that i got years and years ago and that's i've been trying to help people ever since so
1: so, so you have seen i'm i'm trying to do back of the envelope bath which is always dangerous listening to the guest thinking about what i want to ask you and trying to do math in my head so you've been in business for how long ron
2: well, we just celebrated our 25th anniversary, so we're, we've been in business 25 years.
1: That is an amazing milestone, right? Yes, we're, we're pretty proud of that. Right. And, uh, you know, to have, I'm sure you have, maybe I'm putting words in your mouth, or maybe I'm just flat wrong, but I'm sure you have some clients that have been with you for a great many years as well.
2: I have clients that have been with me the whole 25 years, believe it or not. So Are I, you serious? If they're out there, I, I thank them for all their loyalty and support. Absolutely, you bet.
1: That is an amazing. That's an. That's a very. Um, how do I? What's? I don't even think of the adjective right. But is a. That's an amazing thing to be able to say that people have put their trust and faith in you because the industry has changed in the 25 years, hasn't it, Ron?
2: It is changing more than one can ever imagine, and it is very difficult right now um, with Obamacare and the ACA. It's, uh, there's a lot of regulations, or as one might say, red tape, and it's very confusing, and um, so. So, so let's here. let's
1: let's talk about ACA, the Affordable Care Act, aka Obamacare. You know, as I said, my audience are predominantly CEOs, business owners, executives in small and middle market companies, two to a hundred million dollars. Um, maybe they have fifty employees. Probably the bigger ones definitely do. Many of them don't do not have fifty employees. We're not going to have an ACA one hundred one discussion, ladies and gentlemen. So do not, do not. That's not where I want to go with this conversation. But from your twenty five years in this industry. Talk to the CEOs who are running these size companies about what you've observed over the couple of years since the implementation has started, and what you think it's moving to. How is it impacting ACA, the Affordable Care Act, impacting these middle market companies run?
2: Okay, well, it's helped individuals that make less than twenty five thousand a year. If you make less than twenty five thousand a year, you can get free health insurance through a broker or through Covered California because you're. Your income determines what the price will be if you're an individual. So uh, the individuals that do not make up to 25000 a year, they, they've been helped by this law. there's no doubt about that, and I think everybody would agree with that. Now, what you give it, you, you take it away. The small companies, the one to 50, Rick, they have really been hurt by this because their rates have went up significantly, and their choices and plans have decreased significantly. So the winners are obviously the individuals of less than $25,000 in income. The losers are the groups from 1 to 50 because they, you know, face increased uh,
1: rates. Can I, I've got... A- You know, unfortunately, I asked you a question with such substance, and now I need to take my first commercial break. But can we come back? Would you be comfortable talking about firms with 50 or more employees? You you bet. You bet. Okay, so if you're an employer with 50 or more employees or you're an employer who's planning on having 50 or more employees in the not-too-distant future, you don't want to go anywhere because I'm talking with Ron Felice. He is the president and CEO of the Felice Insurance Agency, and we're going to see how the Affordable Care Act is affecting those larger firms after these words from our sponsors. (laughs) Wow! Marketing
2: predictions are out for 2015 and marketing success is changing. Did you know that Google is now actively tracking your business and personal brand and online reputation? Online and offline marketing has changed. Google is driving more than 85% of your traffic. And if your brand is inconsistent or has poor mobile usability, your rankings and traffic can suffer in 2015. To learn how your business is currently viewed and what can be done to improve your brand's visibility and authority, contact SUNUP Group for a free marketing analysis. It could be a business game changer. Visit www.sunupgroup.com today or call 877-609-3840, extension 700.
3: Are you ready to tap
0: into the power of social media to promote your business? It's easy to get social with Turn Up the Volume, the award-winning social media marketing professionals who know how to get results, drive web traffic, boost sales. Get social today. Visit www.TurnUpTheVolume.com. That's TurnUpTheVolume.com. Richard Franzi is the author of two popular business books for CEOs. His first book, Critical Mass, The Ten Explosive Powers of CEO Peer Groups, was the first book ever written on the secret value of CEO Peer Groups. His second book, now with newly updated information, is Critical Mass, The Power of CEO Guiding Principles.
1: Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi, and our guest today is Ron Felice. He is the president, founder, and CEO of the Felice Insurance Agency. And I want to thank Glenn Perkins of Renaissance Executive Forums in Silicon Valley for bringing Ron to our attention. Before I get back to talking with Ron, I just wanted to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our radio show as a podcast. You've downloaded over 17,000 episodes during the last 30 days, and we here at the program. Truly appreciate your continued and growing support. Of course, all of our shows can be heard anytime on iTunes, Stitcher.com, Spreaker.com, other business podcasting websites, and literally hundreds of middle market companies' websites who we've had their CEO on our radio show, and they've put his or her interview on their company's website. If you'd like to learn more about what we're doing in this space, visit our website, criticalmass Four for business.com okay Ron before the break we had just led up to the impact of ACA on the individual and on smaller companies with less than 50 employees what are you observing for your larger clients who have greater than 50 employees
2: okay this is this is the the toughest part now about this conversation first off we'll work backwards if you are a group and you're over a hundred employees pretty much nothing has changed there you're fine. Everything has remained the same. Most of those 100-plus groups provide health care, but if you do not provide health care, you will be taxed two to $3,000, up to two to $3,000 per employee um, per year if you do not provide health care and you have over 100 employees. But again, most companies over 100 employees provide coverage for their, for their employees. Now, groups that have between 50 and 99, this is the toughest part of the law and the one that's going to hit home the most. Coming this year... Any group between 50 and 99, okay, they must uh, start reporting to the IRS, okay. Now, the reports start this January, but you don't have to report till next January, but you have to start doing reporting or get ready for reporting, and you must report each employee and their dependent that you are covering them on some sort of health care and what the cost is. So that's called the IRS reporting, and that makes it tough for some of these companies because they're not used to having to report that and it's extra burden on them. Also what's tough on them is their rates will go up substantially because they are deemed a large group market and the law will go from 1 to 50 to 1 to 99. So any group between 51 to 99 will see a substantial rate increase coming next December. And the reason I say next December is because most groups will renew and when they renew, um, there's grandmother laws and grandfathering laws that let groups take a one-year extension. Most of these groups don't want to comply with the law, so they kind of, you know, kick the can forward and try to delay this law as, as much as possible. But the 51 to 99 groups are the ones that are going to be impacted the most, Right.
1: You're listening to Critical Mass Radio Show. Ron Felice is our guest. Ron, I followed everything except I got stuck in a little bit of a cul-de-sac with the justification for why you see, you predict rates to increase significantly next year for the 51 to kind of 99 com- size companies.
2: So really confusing, Rick. They're in a rating module where they have composite rates. And what a composite rate is is uh, if you're single, you get the same rate, whether you're 20, 30, 40, 50, no matter what your age is, you get the same rate. Okay. The law spe- specifies now that you must now go to a different rating module, which is each person will have their own separate rates, and we oh. call those age-rated products. So it's, it's it's very confusing for the consumer, and if you're a company with 70 employees, you're used to having a single rate for all your employees. Now you're going to have 70 single rates. Does that, does that make sense?
1: Yeah, and because they're now not just homogenized into one rate, even though they're aggregated across everybody's individual rates, you th- your, your experience suggests collectively that aggregated rate is greater than the individual rate, the one rate that people are paying currently for their a lot 53 higher. employees? A lot
2: higher. So a lot yeah. of people are going to feel the pain of this law, and it's a very unpopular law with companies... And, like I said, the, the winners here are the individuals, the losers are the groups, from 1 to 50, and now it will really be from 51 to 99. So there is talk, though, Rick, that the Republicans will try to delay this even further or try to repeal this. So we're waiting for this, and this law seems to change, you know, a lot throughout the, throughout the years.
1: What I've noticed, let's say th- at least three years, and I, I could be m- missing a year, it might have been four, but the role of the, your profession, the insurance advisor, has really been much more on the advisory side and the educator side as the, reg, as the lots turned into regulations and the regulations have been adapted and modified to the, all the various different situations. It, it seems to me that the onus of knowledge on people like yourself Maybe, maybe that's part of why you're talking. The industry has changed so radically just with the ACA. But it just seems to me that your fundamental importance and the role that you play in advising CEOs of middle market companies has, has stepped up a, a level or two uh, because of, of all the uncertainty and, and newness with these programs.
2: I used to be an insurance salesman. Now I feel like I'm a medical insurance attorney now because it's so complicated with these laws. Eleven of my competitors have sold out, Rick, because it's really, really hard right now. No one understands it, and it's tough for us to keep up with it, but that's what we do. So, yes, the answer to answer your question, absolutely.
1: And thank goodness for people like you, and I'm sure um, it has separated a little bit of the wheat from the chaff in your industry, too, because you have to work harder for the same business, don't you, Ron, in some ways?
2: Uh, we're working twice as hard for the same amount of business, the same amount of money, but, you know, I always say I'm a fortunate guy. There's opportunity out there. We'll make it work. I am sad for some of the... Smaller companies, Rick, because uh, some of the single brokers that have been in business for 20 or 30 years, um, if they don't have a compliance officer or an attorney on staff like I do, they're really at a disadvantage because trying to you know navigate through these laws and understand them, I need a full-time attorney and a full-time compliance officer to help me understand these laws.
1: Well, we're talking with Ron Felice, he's president and CEO of the Felice. Insurance agency he was brought to us by our good friend in Northern California, Glenn Perkins, who's with Renaissance Executive forums and his business is Renaissance Executive forum Silicon Valley. Let's let's shift your direction, and I have you for about another four minutes, so I, I wanted to use it for another question that I've been waiting to ask you. Can you can you talk to us about the importance of workplace wellness incentives for middle market companies?
2: Sure, um, wellness is becoming a very hot topic. Um, Anytime you can, you know, promote your employees to be, you know, healthy, they're obviously happier. And if you have a happy employee, then then they're a more productive employee. So most companies now are putting in wellness initiatives that are tied to their contribution. So, Rick, it's it's very rare that you find a company that pays 100% for singles and 100% for families. So a lot of companies now are tying wellness. If you, you know, do 10,000 steps a day, you might, you know, pay less in contribution so hopefully that makes sense to you
1: well it does because yesterday um, we had the president of the western region for etna insurance on and we talked about the importance of having a culture of, of, of wellness uh, within firms and how you know the strategy of having a healthy company not only is good as a roi but i also kinda we talked about it, it, it's good in kind of cost avoidance as it relates to the healthcare profession. If you have a healthier workforce, you don't need the services as often, and hopefully it, it, it becomes less expensive for your company as well.
2: It's a known fact that the healthier employees are, the less they use the plan.
1: Excellent. So of all the things that you have learned in your 25 years in this business and the, and the work that you did leading up to it, do you have a – overarching philosophy, kind of a business vision for how you lead and grow your firm. I call it here on Critical Mass Radio show your guiding principle. And if you do, Ron, can, can you kind of share your philosophy with our audience?
2: Sure. So, you know, I've always said, you know, when a person fails in life, the only person they should blame is themselves. And I, I don't think there's any substitute for hard work and dedication. So if you work hard and you study hard and you study your profession and you want to be the best, Larry Bird once said, if it, whatever you decide to do in life, commit yourself to being the best. So I would say hard work and trying to be the best at what you do. And um, there's a lot of great people out there. And, um, you know, life's like a yardstick. You're, you're never the thinnest person. You're never the smartest person. You're never the best-looking person. So I would say challenge yourself and work hard. I, I would say those are the, the key ingredients to success.
1: You know, I was in sales for quite a long time, and I thought the number one quality of a successful salesperson was simply persistence. Contin- working hard, continuing at it. Sometimes that one more phone call you make, that one other stop you make on a Friday afternoon is the difference between you know 110% and 140% of your, of your revenue number, I find, sometimes. So, Ron, I really have enjoyed this conversation. Thank you for sharing a bit of what you know about how the insurance industry is changing and giving us a sense for the size and capability of your agency. Thanks for being a friend of the program. Welcome to our community. If someone wants to find your brand online, how do they find you?
2: Uh, they just go to our website, which is felice.com, which is F-I-L-I-C-E.com, and um, surf on by. And if you need to, pick up the phone and call me, and you can get me. Ask me a question.
1: All right. Well, if you on your next trip down to Southern California, I don't know how frequently you visit us here in Orange County. But I'd love to meet you. If, you're, if you happen to be in Orange County on February the 11th, we're doing our 1,000th interview show. And we have uh, Wing Lamb, who's a local entrepreneur. He started Wahoo's Fish Taco, as our featured guest. So if you get to Southern California, you can be in town on February 11th. I'd love for you to come to our, our live radio show. Great. Thank you for having me, Rick. All right. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take our second commercial break. And Keith Gerson, president of Fran Connect, will be our guest when we get back after these words from our much valued and appreciated advertisers.
3: <music>
0: We specialize in solving all your power needs. As a direct reseller of the best brands in the industry, including Liebert, Powerware, and APC, we can solve all your power protection needs. Protecting your power is our main goal. We offer on-site or depot repair of our critical equipment. To better serve your budget constraints, UPS Protection also offers both reconditioned and new products.
1: The Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. And as I promised, Keith Gerson, who is president of Frank Connect, will be joining us because if you're looking to open up a franchise, that's why I've asked him to come and talk about how his firm supports new franchisees and existing franchisees to be successful. Before we get to Keith, I just want to thank our audience, who is a demographic of 98% business owners and executives. They listen to learn from our guests, like about to have the conversation with Keith and the earlier conversation we had with Ron. If your firm is interested in reaching these top decision makers, I would say that advertising on our radio show is the exact right thing to do. Each month, our, gains, our sponsors gain valuable exposure through their support of our program. And with our exclusive prospect engagement program, Critical Mass Radio Show delivers 24 warm, warm prospects to each of our advertisers each year. If you'd like to learn more about this fantastic opportunity, contact Rose Chamora, 951 515 4661. All right, Keith, welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show. Hello, Rick. Thanks for having me. Your firm. I teased a little bit about what you do, but can you go in a little bit of detail about what you do for individuals who are looking to buy franchisees and and franchises themselves?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Well, first and foremost, we're the largest and most respected provider of technology solutions, and we make those exclusively for franchisors and franchisees. We've been doing this for over 14 years, and we've grown to a customer base of over 600 franchise brands used by the franchisors and over 120,000 franchisees that are used in our system. And that, that gives us the ability to be able to help franchisees from their very early beginnings in terms of onboarding all the way through the uh, the maturation of their uh, their businesses. And I'm sure on the call we'll get into a little greater detail on exactly what that means.
1: I'll help our audience to understand the role that FranConnect plays in the franchising industry.
3: Well, well certainly. We... Uh, we see ourselves first and foremost as experts in the area of franchising, and we happen to bake those, if you will, into the other technology. Uh, so, so what we do is basically help franchisees right out of the box to be able to outmarket their competitors. Uh, they're able to deliver a greater consistency in terms of their customers' experience. Uh, franchisees can receive dashboards that can teach them and motivate them to perform at higher levels. Uh, to be able to compare their key performance indicators against the, the balance of the system and, and so much more. So we're, we're literally just uh, the, uh, the place where you can incubate franchisees from the very beginning and right from the get-go allow them to perform at much higher uh, levels of expertise as though they've been in the business for years.
1: Oh, it sounds like to me that you are servicing really the franchise or, but you're helping the franchisee gain traction. And as being a franchisee myself, those early days, early months, and early years can be really either lonely, very challenging, or it really helps to be a part of a larger system that you can learn from.
3: Well, that's, that's right, Rick. I, I think I'm somewhat... Uh motivated and can relate with that uh, little announcement they make on uh, airplanes and I uh, travel uh, a good deal. So I hear this phrase about in the unlikely event of a loss of cabin pressure, make sure you put that mask on your face yourself before you start or try to render assistance to someone else. So you're right. We do uh, provide uh, support and assistance to franchisors to help them be able to provide better support uh, and and, uh, expertise to their franchisees. But over the years, we've evolved in which so many of our solutions now are explicitly for the franchisees, uh, such as in the area of local store marketing, where it just is impossible for operators to be able to devote enough time and attention to do all of the things that need to be done in the new world order of, of marketing.
1: About your, tell me about your background. How did What did you do before Fran Connect?
3: Well, I've been in franchising for uh, over 40 years. And in my heart, of heart, I still think like a franchisor and like a franchisee, which I've also been. I've been with brands starting back in the 1970s with McDonald's restaurants, Jack in the Box restaurants, and Mrs. Fields Cookies, which made up the first 20 years of my franchising experience. And in the latter two cases, I actually had the rare opportunity to help create those franchise systems from their very inception. Both having been company-owned and operated. Uh, in addition to that, the next 20 years was working with service brands, uh, some that were the leaders in their segment, and with a couple that were initially the underdogs and startups that uh, later became leaders in their their given segments. So, in, in part, my success has always been facilitated by being an early adopter of tools and technologies uh, that helped me execute at uh, higher levels, and and it's been. Excellent in terms of my own personal success in using those uh, technologies to kind of lead me down to uh, perform at higher levels than I would have without.
1: So you have the advantage of perspective, having been in the franchising industry for for as long as you have been. Can, can you give the someone who's not that familiar with the industry? What have been the major changes, if you will, in how the franchising industry has matured and grown in your tenure since you've been in the industry?
3: Uh, Great, great question. Some of the uh, the biggest changes that I've seen in franchising is just uh, the sheer scale. I mean, once upon a time, you would define franchising as McDonald's restaurants and as the other uh, leaders in in terms of just having this uh, critical mass. But today we live in a world in which it, uh, there are so many franchisors that have entered into the space. In the United States, there are over uh, 35 million franchise systems, not all operational, but all that uh, have their franchise disclosure documents. And in the world, there's uh, easily another several thousand franchise brands that are uh, out there. So it has just become uh, a world in which, thanks to Internet technologies, prospective buyer the franchisees are far more uh, educated than they've ever been before. They've got far more uh, choices, and uh, it's no longer just, you know, this out-of-reach potential. Uh, so, so now, uh, with all of these informed buyers, it becomes more challenging for the other franchisors to be able to clearly differentiate themselves in the, in the marketplace, something that uh, has always been really a challenging, but the more you've got competing in that space, uh the easier it is to really kind of get lost in the end of miasma.
1: We're talking with Keith the other Gerson. Thing, he, oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say you, I'm talking with Keith Gerson. He's president of Frank Connect, and I interrupted you. What's the other thing?
3: Well, the uh, the other thing is that operators of franchise businesses today have far more responsibilities than they ever had uh, at any point in their, uh, their life. Between uh, their quality assurance, their hiring, their training, their scheduling, their payroll you know, et cetera, et cetera. One of the biggest uh, challenges today is that we've got to uh, to do more with, uh, with less. And operators have a tendency to wear so many hats today that it's impossible to get it all done. And I think one of the biggest uh, challenges as a uh, franchisee in terms of uh, competing is remembering, like Peter Drucker said, the purpose of business is the making and keeping of customers, Yet we're finding that you know on the marketing side of the business, the technologies have become so robust, and there's so many different ways that you've got to market today that uh, there's just not enough uh, n- enough time. And that's where and why we just uh, believe that uh, you know having the right technologies uh, is is imperative, and even more importantly, making sure that franchisees have the have somebody on the team. Or have a provider that can actually execute those uh, those technologies for them.
1: It, it seems that franchising is an ideal model for a lot of entrepreneurs who are looking for a system that has had some level of validation, and they want to bring that to their marketplace, or maybe bring their unique skill set to to you know differentiate it in their market. It you know when I looked at leaving the corporate world, Keith and I looked at building CEO peer groups. I thought about doing it as, as a solo practice, but I also looked at the strength of a franchise organization. And ultimately, because I'd always spent my entire career inside of large companies, I just felt the risk factors were lower if I found a successful franchise in the space that I wanted to deliver value and bought that franchise versus created from ground up. Am I unique, or do you see that in franchising?
3: I uh, Though you are... In your way, your you are a very unique individual and a very talented individual, but I don't, also, I don't think that you're all that different. I think that franchising really takes much of the risk out. The franchisors incurred the risk in the early days, in which in many cases they spent millions of dollars and, and ended up uh, taking the uh, as the, uh, the initial settlers the uh, arrows in trying to uh, get to the point that they could be a royalty, self-sufficient company. And uh, survive and, and provide the means to allow others to uh, to partake. I know that there's plenty of uh, statistics that uh, were cited by the Small Business Administration that would also cite that the success ratios of somebody that goes into a franchise business is far greater than somebody who goes into business for themselves as an independent.
1: So the facts back me up. I'm talking with Keith Gerson. and Keith, we're going to take our third and final commercial break here on critical mass radio show when we come back i'm going to ask you to kind of share your guiding principle you know the philosophy that you're using as the president of frank connect to lead and grow the organization so don't go anywhere ladies and gentlemen we'll be right back in three short minutes with keith gerson <music>
4: If you are an Orange County CEO or a business owner, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have had these questions, then, critical mass for business might be the answer for you critical mass for business is committed to helping you make better decisions through the power of peer learning these are groups of peers who are running businesses just like you ceo peer groups provides a great sounding board to test fresh ideas and new concepts strategic plans and tactical goals and present issues and opportunities for a critical discussion the result is improved strategy accountability and improved business results if you are interested in learning more go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn about our CEO peer groups CEO peer groups is a registered trademark of critical mass for business
2: Let's face it, not all company challenges are the same, which is why Strategic Market Intelligence can help identify the actionable information you need to be more competitive. Gain a better understanding of your brand, competition, best prospects, or new product opportunities to generate greater revenues in 2015. Call 949-357-9547
1: or visit www.strategicmarketintelligence.com. And welcome back to the last segment of Critical Mass Radio Show. Keith Gerson, who is president of FranConnect, is our featured guest on this segment of the radio show. I'd like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download the show as a podcast. Yes, there's quite a number of you. Over the last 30 days, you've listened to over 17,000 episodes. And we here at the radio show really appreciate your continued and growing support for our program. All of our shows can be heard anytime on iTunes, Stitcher.com, Spreaker.com, several hundred former guests' websites, CEOs have been on a radio show, and the company's put that interview on their company's website, as well as other business-oriented podcasting services. Just go into your favorite podcasting software, type the words Critical Mass Radio Show, and then you'll be able to subscribe to our regularly updated radio show. Keith, before the break, I ask you for your guiding principle. If you could share your guiding principle with our audience now, I would appreciate it.
3: Uh, thanks for that question. After 40-plus years in franchising, I've seen that franchising is one of the greatest opportunities to, to realize your dreams of achieving income, including your lifestyle, your wealth, equity, and debt reduction. But not all franchisors are created equally. I've seen people buy into franchise systems that just weren't properly equipped to support lead franchisees, and it resulted in bad outcomes for the franchisees. As a result, I'm driven by the belief that a franchisor has to have the proper tools and systems in place before they can effectively call themselves a franchisor to be able to ultimately provide support to their franchisees. So this has really been more of a mission or calling than a business for a FranchConnect. It needs to be about demonstrating a positive outcome and giving the franchisee the most optimum opportunity to to really make it as a as a business owner.
1: You know, even hearing you describe your guiding principle, I get a a sense, Keith, that this is a very rewarding position and endeavor for you at this point in your career. You must have many success stories or know of sort of the role that your firm has played in helping people create viable, thriving businesses.
3: Rick, it's it's, uh, one of the most fulfilling things I've ever done in my life. You know, we're invited into the the boardrooms of uh, franchise organizations of all shapes and sizes, and are uh, given an opportunity to really play a difference in uh, in their their successes. But I've got to tell you selfishly, where else could somebody possibly go to have all of these internal insights into what really makes for a successful business? And I've got that rare opportunity again with over 600 brands that have been utilizing our systems and in uh, sharing what they do to, uh, to make their businesses work. And ultimately, that became, like I said, the, uh, the architecture and the mechanism for the technologies. Best practices first, uh, technology
1: second. Keith Gerson, president of FranConnect, is our guest here on Critical Mass Radio Show. Now, I understand that FranConnect recently acquired a franchise software solutions company called Process Peak. C- can you, first of all, tell me why you made the decision to acquire this firm? And secondarily, what new capabilities does this bring to the to your brand?
3: Uh, yeah, absolutely. So we've been able to add one of the greatest management service teams of the business with the acquisition of Process P, which is based in Orange County. An additional layer of franchise expertise that easily gives us four times the number of certified franchise executives as our next closest competitors. Uh, The team is made up of uh, individuals that have the deepest reservoir of marketing knowledge. Uh, So we get to enjoy uh, new math by bringing these two companies together where one plus one equals three. And our mutual customers will be the first to enjoy the benefits as as we're now able to introduce a a new system that we call Brand Builder 9.0, which is going to uh, come out of it. So uh, that's allowed us now to introduce a managed services component to the business. Uh, and now we can, as a result, and I mentioned this earlier, having the technology with franchisees being as busy as they are isn't enough. If you build it, they won't necessarily use it. So now we are getting into this new area where we're able to actually execute the tools on behalf of the franchisees so they can take care of being the operators of their, uh, their businesses and do it with uh, incredibly great, uh, terrific economies of scale. That are
1: uh, available because of, of the uh, the infrastructure of our company technologies. So, so this is exciting. So Keith, were you thinking about geez? I uh, you know I I, I want to do this, and maybe you were noodling on it for a while, or was this something that just sort of the stars lined up and the two firms made the strategic decision that this was the right thing to do at this time? You know, just take us inside your mind, if you will, about how this how this transaction, how this deal came about. Well,
3: I'd, I'd, I'd love to be able to uh, take a credit for it. The, uh, the CEO of the, uh, the company and others within our organization had a relationship with the folks at uh, Process B. I myself was a former uh, customer of theirs as a uh, franchisor. So uh, I knew them. They were uh, friends, but we have always respected what they were able to uh, build and accomplish. This was probably at least two or two and a half years of the, of the making just being able to get to that point that there was really uh, enough willingness and, and trust to explore the synergies and the benefits of this, uh, this marriage. So uh, it was very intentional. It was not a happenstance. And, uh, you know, I, I would suggest that, you know, uh, not that I have anything to reveal on this uh, show, but uh, we will probably uh, find other uh, strategic relationships and uh, acquisition opportunities down the other road as we continue to, uh, to grow and pursue
1: our, uh, our potential okay because if you'd like to break some news i'm right here for you keith you can speak to my audience <laughs> and you can make news on critical mass radio show or you can wait and do it a more traditional route whatever works best for frank
3: <laughs> you would be up near the top of my my list
1: okay fair enough let we have about four minutes left here on critical mass radio show and i, I wonder if i could ask you about the future i you know i want to uh, I want to talk about growth and the opportunity. So, you know, the industry continues to evolve. If anything, I think your space is moving more quickly now through technology and just the economy's rebounding now. And people are looking at you know, I think there's an energy back in the franchising model that may have dissipated a little bit during the Great Recession, as many industries felt that slowdown. But um, what's the future hold for Frank Connect? Well, um,
3: we recently announced not just the acquisition of Process Peak. But we also brought in a private equity capital organization. And though we were a uh, highly uh, profitable and zero debt organization, we really did it because it created an opportunity with this organization who had a a reservoir of uh, software as a service companies that were in their portfolio to really leverage their expertise to help us really break out of our history, because, you know, uh, there's a book, I think, by the title, What I uh, uh, Got You Here Won't Get You There, and we recognize that in this uh, ever rapidly changing world, uh, it's really uh, a terrific opportunity for us to recognize that we don't have all of the answers, and uh, to be uh, joined by these uh, incredibly successful and brilliant guys with McKinsey uh, backgrounds and Harvard educations, uh, we, don't have to, uh, we don't have to reinvent the other wheel. We don't have to uh, make uh, new mistakes uh, as much as also learn from uh, the best practices of other uh, organizations that are outside of the franchising space in technologies and, and where and how we might be able to work together to take us again to the uh, the, the, the ultimate level of, uh, of our potential. Yeah, that's, the, our, that's our vision.
1: That's exciting because I, um, I I know of many firms who, through the right strategic investor like a private equity firm can take those new resources and relationships and really take a grape and turn it into a watermelon of a business can really scale the yes. business quickly absolutely i second that all right so if someone wants to learn more about fran connect how do they find you online my friend well uh your listeners can go to franconnect.com
3: that's fran as in franchising and the word connect.com. Or they can also just email me at Keith, K-E-I-T-H, at Franconnect.com. I'd be happy to uh, answer questions or introduce them to other members of our organization. that might be able to, if I
1: can't. Sure. Not everybody listens to our show are already CEOs of middle market companies. Many have been over the years, executives at other companies who are considering being entrepreneurial, and that's part of the reason why they listen to my radio show. So I always like to have franchising based organizations on because I think it's a it's a way for people to look to exit the corporate world. So I want to thank you Keith for being now a friend of the program, a part of our critical mass community and continued growth and success with Frank Connect.
3: Rick, thank you so much. I've enjoyed your questions and being on the show
1: today. That's been fun. Have a good day, my friend. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, the goal for this show is to help you, our listening audience, who are CEOs running middle market companies, to learn from the experiences of our guests in hopes that you'll make improved decisions in the future. Our, we couldn't do this without our advertisers, who are Center Club, Community Bank, Decision Toolbox, Executives Unlimited, MBN Design, S and H Rubber, Strategic Market Solutions, Strategic Market Intelligence, excuse me, Sunup Group, T and Company. Tone software, turn up the volume, and UPS protection. Our engineer for today is Paul Roberts. Our producer was Crystal Nunley. Amanda Pointer is our associate producer. Our guest coordinator is Kathleen Shepard. Our live events producer is Asia Celestino. Melissa Padani is our social media manager. Rose Chamara manages our sales, and I'm your host, Rick Franzi. If you'd like to connect with me on LinkedIn, it's Richard Rick Franzi, CEO Peer Groups is my Twitter handle. And on your favorite podcasting software, just type in "Critical Mass Radio Show," and you'll be able to get our regular updates. If you'd like to learn more about our business, Critical Mass for Business, or you want to refer a guest or maybe advertise on our platform, visit criticalmassforforbusiness.com. Until the next show, I am your host, Rick Franzi, and I hope that all of your decisions will move your company in a positive direction.